Hi guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. I know I said that in my earlier before we even started to roll and when I met you last time, but this really is a huge treat for me for you to be on this podcast because you really have been like my favorite person since I've been like 10. Thank you. I want to know, number one, have you ever done a podcast before? Done one. I went with one. What do you mean? Have you done a lot of podcasts? I don't know. By the way, you know where we're Pat, have I done a podcast? David Spade and uh, Dana Carvey, we did. Yes. But that was not on video. Oh, okay. So you've done David's... Okay, that's a yeah, good I one. I did those guys. All right. And the other ones are just it's the second one for you today? I'm going to do David alone. No. Uh, no. <laughs> he, he didn't say a damn thing in the whole yeah, podcast. He was very nervous. Yeah, David was Spade was? I think so. Dana, it was, Dana and I were very funny together. And David Spade just sat there? But he'd say something once in a while, but Dana's, you know, overwhelmingly funny to, very. to, to uh, David, I think. He's very funny, actually. Yeah. And I'm sure he was a, obviously a huge fan. of. I'm sure Davis Bay was just starstruck by you because, well, do people stop but you I all the time? I was very funny. Well, well, you're always very funny. You were You did Bill Maher the day before. Oh, you did Bill oh, Maher, too. Yeah, I did Bill Maher. So I'm honored. So this is technically the second podcast you've ever done. Yeah. I'm excited to hear this. What are you saying, Patrick? What do you mean, no? It's okay. the third. Okay. Well, Bill Maher's actually... Does he have a podcast, Bill Maher? Oh, it's a Bill Maher podcast that you did. Bill Maher passed away. Okay. Did you know that? No. Oh, yeah. Bill Maher passed away? Yeah. When? Last 10 minutes? No. uh, It was last night. He did? Oh, no. Okay. I'm like, I don't even know if I should laugh or joke or ha-ha or... Are you guys friends? Are you... No, I don't like him. I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're friends. He did not pass away. I know. I just want to see how you... Would we wrap? How you are today. Yeah. How I am today. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. Okay. So I don't even know where, I mean, I have a bunch of questions and I don't even know really if I should even like look at the questions because with someone like you, there's so many things I want to talk to you about or ask you about. So I guess at the beginning of all of this, the origin of like, were you always funny? Even as a kid, were you funny? Yes. Okay. That was a... I, I have no judgment on that. I mean, as a kid, I just was... I like to laugh. My father was extremely funny, but also he was a highly respected editor and publisher, but he was the funniest guy I ever knew. And so I get it from him, I think. Oh, so you were kind of always known to be someone that was funny. and Well, was... I don't know about that. Certainly when I started becoming famous, I was known to be funny. What was your first break? That and also very musical. Really? Yeah. You can sing? Can I sing? Do you play piano? Yes, I do. I play jazz piano. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Since when? Like, you're, since you were like a little... Since I was in my 20s. In your 20s? Yes. Oh, you learned piano when you were in your 20s? I didn't That's... learn. I taught myself over the many, many years. But I played a lot, and uh, I'm considered pretty good. Wow. What other instruments do you play? I play the bad boy. The bad boy? Is that like a drum, or is that a... No, I don't want to discuss it. <laughs> I don't know. I just made it up. Oh, you made it up. Okay. But I do play the guitar and, uh, and the piccolo. And the piccolo? No, I lied about the piccolo. Okay, so mostly just... <laughs> this is going to be a really difficult podcast I to thought do. we started already. Yeah, we mean? did. It's we going did. to be. It is. We are, it is going to be a difficult... You're going to really put me at... You're going to put me at task here. It's going to be... I'm going to earn no, gonna every dollar. Ni- I'll be nicer. No, no, no. I want you to... No, I want you to be you. I want you to be who you really not are. not nice. Like a not nice person. 
I want you to be. I want. <laughs> I want Chevy no, Chase to be, be Chevy Chase. I want you to be. Right, I want right. you to be authentically who you are. All right. I, well, I am. Good. So then, because Patrick behind you is saying that you're also a really good drum player. Is that true? I'm a. I was a drummer with Steely Dan when we started in college and came out of there, and uh, that was rock drumming. But I'm a good jazz drummer. So you're very talented. Thank you. No, you're very welcome. What was your first big break or the first big gig that you got within comedy? I started uh, with Ken Shapiro in college. We made, over a period of four or five years, we made um, television you couldn't see at home, basically. You go into a theater on East 4th Street. There were three monitors, and we would give them an hour and a half show. And we changed it every year. It was called the Groove Tube. Ken had money and put that into the theater and the thing that, and that became quite well known in New York City. And um, from there, I was really a comedy writer, and that's what I wanted to be, as opposed to a drummer in a rock band. Right. And uh, I wrote for uh, Saturday Night Live, or well, that's true. I was a head writer when we started that, but before that, I'd. Been writing for the Smothers Brothers. Do you remember that? Yeah, them? of course. You yeah. wrote for them? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're writing all their jokes. And they and... actually put me in one of their shows. Oh. In the background. Excuse me. What the hell's Sorry. wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right, come is... on. You're okay. Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> just, a, just a little snot here. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true, but okay. Okay, so you wrote for the Smothers Brothers. What year are we talking? Are we talking... Oh, Christ, 60s. The 60s, 75 was, was SNL. So uh, before that, like 73 or 4, somewhere in there, I was with some others, brothers. How long were you with them for? I don't remember, a couple of years. Is that how you got seen for, for the Saturday Night Live gig? Or how did the Saturday Night Live uh, gig I, even become? Lauren called, and I was uh, about to do another show on stage where I would actually perform, and that was with a guy named Paul Lind, a very gay, not particularly funny person, but I wanted to see if I could act. So I turned him down. He said, you know, I'm put, putting this show together. And I said, no, because he said, I want you to be the head writer, but I, no acting. I don't want you to act. And I was thinking, I'm, I'm good at that. So after one day of rehearsal with Paul Lind, I called Lauren back and said, is that offer still... Good, and he said, absolutely. And so I flew to New York. Uh, again, uh, we started in 1975, I believe, October 11th. That was our first show. So this was somewhere around 1974, somewhere in there. So 1975. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, well, actually, I actually am excited. So you, so Lauren Michaels called you. How did he know that you even existed? Did he see you on the groove tube? Did he see you with the Smothers Brothers? Oh, that's funny you bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, don't you like when people say it's funny? You should ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we met in we met in line at a midnight showing in L.A. here of uh, the Holy Grail. Oh, okay. Monty Python. Oh, yeah, okay. Monty Python's Holy Grail. Yeah. And I was sort of cutting up with uh, oh, what was his name? Oh, anyway, uh, and just in front of Lauren, and he saw me that and started to laugh and stuff. And uh, I don't know that we talked to them, but he knew who I was. And, uh, you know, it's one of the reasons he called. 
so he saw some of your stuff before. Like he's he was yeah. You, were you kind of like or the heard about it? Yeah. Her, like yeah. You, were you kind of like already people were kind of getting to know your stuff. Like it was kind of in the ether already. No, I don't think because back then it's different. We don't, they don't have social media back then. They don't have all yeah, these things. Right, and and uh, for the most part, I was a writer on things. I didn't uh, in group two. I was on on film or on video. On video. So I could be seen, but. I don't know, it just sort of evolved. So from Saturday Night Live, though, that was like your breakout moment where people really got to see you on in a big way, right? I can't discuss that, I'm sorry. Can you try to discuss it for a few minutes? All right. Okay, thank you. How was it working with, was it like Gil Durano at the time? Like who else was on the cast at that time? It was uh, Jim oh, Belushi? It was Jim, no, Jim no, Jim, Belushi. Not, not Jim Belushi, sorry. John. Uh, John Belushi. John Belushi. John, Danny Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, me, I love him too. Garrett Morris, Lorraine Newman, Gilda Radner, and Jane Curtin. That's like a, that's a, Jane Curtin, that was the one I was forgetting. Yeah, what a yeah. Gr- great cast that was. I mean, I, I, we all thought each of, each of us were very funny. Really, really funny. Still. But the, uh, somehow the, pay, the press and whatnot concentrated on me, partly because I opened the show with Live from New York to Saturday. Yeah. And, and because I had come up with Weekend Update and did that. Which is, by the way, still there. It's still, the, it's still like a yeah, huge part of the show. I know. And you actually came up with that? Like that was yeah. your original, that was you who originally yes. came up with that. So what, how did that come to be? Like how did you even think of that? Lauren got us all together in a room around a table, basically this cast and some others who wanted to be in it, uh, and had us do something or talk or do something funny. And they got to me, and I made up a news story on the spot. That Did you write all your own material? No, some, <laughs> sometimes... Uh, that we had, like, Al Franken yeah. and Tom Davis were writers on the show at that time. They wrote stuff for me, Alan Zweibel. There were various uh, writers who contributed. Michael O'Donoghue was huge, very funny, and, uh, and me. And so uh, it, it started off with just me writing, and then others chipped in because it was becoming... So part, popular. Big popular part of the show. So you, were you writing for Gilda Radner then at the time? and yes. And everybody, everybody, Dan Aykroyd? I wrote for everybody. I wrote the bees, the killer bees, all the bees stuff, because we had bee costumes. Yeah. So I think you might as well write for it. And <laughs> God knows where we got the bee costumes. I, I don't even remember, but there was a big thing at that time about the killer bees. I can't remember what country or where it was or if it was in, in America, but they were real, it was a real thing. So I would write these sketches of the killer bees knocking on my door, John and that killer bee costume, a few of the others. Yeah. We want your pollen. What? We want your pollen. I'm sorry, but we... See, I have no use for pollen. There would be, there would be no pollen in my, in my house. We want it. You know, this kind of... <laughs> just idiotic stuff like that. I also wrote... Um, uh, Okay, it's right on my tip of my tongue. Ah, interior demolitionists. So it was like, who is it? Interior demolitionists? <laughs> that was the name, what yeah, I called Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Let me in. We still nobody knows what that is. Jane Curtin, whose apartment is, she goes upstairs. <clears throat> and Danny, Danny and I, excuse me, just start breaking furniture, jumping through a glass table, taking paintings, just demo. Demolishing. Yeah, demolishing it, yeah. Yeah. And then once we've done all that, she comes down the stairs and says, Oh my God. What is it, ma'am? You forgot that that picture. <laughs> so we 
break that picture and it's the end of the sketch. Sketch. At the time, I know you probably didn't realize that the kind of impact it would have, right? Did you like? I knew it was good. I, I knew that nobody else would come up with something like that. Right, you know, right. It's idiotic, but it had a lot of action. You know, the stuff that I wrote was pretty much physical comedy. Yeah, it was physical it, comedy. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like to this day, though, like it has, like it's an icon. It's so iconic. And your style is so unique compared to, I've, I've never, like, you still have a very unique style that no one's ever kind of even come close to even emulating well. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. No, but it's it's the truth. Like, oh, everything from, like, you know, Darren and I always do, like, these little things from, Who's from your movie. Darren, you know, the, the guy sitting behind you. Oh, what, uh, what Darren, your, your agent. Oh. We always do, like, the rest, you know, the Grand Canyon, you know, from vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, that you was know. me. <laughs> Yeah. You know, all I, mean, I can like I can say I every that line because we're so we were there. I mean, we had moved the whole crew and everything there, and uh, with a shot of Grand Canyon, and I'm doing something in the hotel with some guy, which I wrote about, you know, paying enough yeah. or whatever. And, right, right. And then I run out, and yeah. they're looking at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I go like this. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the that, best that, line. That says. It's great. I love it. I've seen, I don't, um, I, I don't always think of it. Bye. Let's go. <laughs> you know, just that kind of all of it, like, physical stuff. The physical, like, you know, even when you get to Wally World, you know, you're like, you know, like there's no cars there. Just the way everything is even like, we're the first ones here. We'll be the last, you know, yeah. what was the line? Like first Look, ones here. Dad, why are, you, why are you parking so far away? First ones here. <laughs> first ones out or something like that. Just first, what was the line? So first, we had to run. You, you ran with the Chariots of Fire. The That's what you yeah. ran to the song Chariots of Fire. Da, 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 me and my son. Yeah. <laughs> Rusty. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can I tell you, that was like my, my that movie to me, I, all I do when I look at you, I, I can, I just think of the movie, that whole thing, like Christy Brinkley, the, eating the yeah, sandwich, Christy. all of it. Yeah. Do you still talk to all those people? Sure. Really? Sure. Yeah. Is, are you friends with them all still? Yeah. And then how about the people from like, Dan Except Acker. Beverly, really. Beverly, don't speak to her? Not much, no. Oh, really? Because you guys had... Oh, she passed away. <laughs> Look at her face. Okay, I don't know. Okay. how? That's two, how... Bill Moore and Beverly. Who else? Has anyone else passed away that I should know about that I'm not uh, going to be... Uh, Dr. Shavanko. Okay. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, no, no. She. I talked to them. You talked to... Sure. How about Dan Acker? Do you, you talk to him oh, still? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Danny and I just did a picture up in uh, Canada. Oh, you did? I'm Canadian. When, did, which, when is it coming out? I can't tell you that. Oh, okay. You're Canadian. I am Canadian. Yes. It's, I don't know. It's called Zombie Town. Only Danny would come up with a title like that. Zombie Town? Zombie Town. God, I can't even believe you're still, like, you're, like, working, st- like, you're still working and doing, like, it's been, how many years have you been doing this for? Oh, Christ, eight. Eight? <laughs> <laughs> Only eight. I feel like it's been like 60 years no, you've been, been like... it's probably, yeah, 50 65 years. 65 years? 65 sure. years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, so you're still doing, you're still actively doing movies. I know you do yeah. a lot of speaking, you do a lot of like, you yeah, know, yeah, touring yeah. and all this stuff, but you're still doing all these other things. Yeah. Wow, don't you get tired? No. No, I, are you able to, are you, can you still write comedy? Are you still even like dabbling of in that? Of course. Are you? Sure, it's easy. Because I, I... It's what I do. I know, and for a very long time. I'm curious, because I read something that... But I have to say. Yeah? I, I haven't watched a lot of SNL. You haven't? No. You mean since when? Since when? Since I, I left. I mean, here oh. and there, but not a lot. 
Okay. And so more recently, the two guys who do Weekend Update. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't watch it regularly so, anymore. Okay. So who, who are the two guys but who I, do The it? thing is, I, I... Huh? Colin. Colin, yeah. Colin Jost? Yep. And uh, Michael... Shea. Yeah, Michael Shea. Michael Shea. Anyway, I, I, I see them. See, look, they're great. I love it. That's, that's sort of what it should be. But it really, in my own mind, and this is so self-serving, but I always felt I did it better. So I watch it and hope for something better to come up. A little more dirty, you know, a little more... Raw. Uh, raw and, and, and maybe even physical, uh, something. And they, they do what they do. It's fine. It's just that... Um, I want more. God, I, I don't mean to be in any way critical of these two or the writers. It's a different time. Different uh, time for sure. But yeah. you, but they do say, though, it's funny that, well, you're not the only one who thinks this way, right? Because Saturday Night Live has been known that it's like it's kind of lost a lot of its mojo, so to speak. Yeah. And it, it wasn't how it was when it first came out, right? Like it's not the same. Yeah, but you know what? You can say that about anything. So. You could say that about anything, but yeah. you weren't even on Saturday Night Live for very long, right? You were doing one year. for one year. Yeah, yeah. So what? Like, where did you go right after? What was the? I went back to the Smothers. No, I didn't. Uh, no, you did not. Because now, <laughs> did you leave? Because and by you're... then they were really old. No, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, but you were like such a breakout star. Did you leave because you had such attention no. on you? I left, quite frankly, because of a girl that lived in L.A. and wouldn't move to New York, and, ah. who I was infatuated with. And um, Would we know who she is or no? I, her name is Jacqueline Carlin. Oh, okay. Uh, but I was infatuated with her and lived with her for about a year. She didn't want to move. I pictures of her that was, look how beautiful she is. And, you know, people like Lorne and uh, Doug Kenny, who became my best friend. He was great. He founded the Lampoon with Henry Beard, National Lampoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, they would say, you, you don't love her. What do you mean, look at her? No, you, you don't love her. And still, we got married. Oh, so you ended up getting married to her. Okay. Yeah, okay, we got so married you... and it lasted about eight months, something like that. Really? She was violent. I mean, I, I say it now, but... At she, the time. She was a slapper. She no slapped way. me in the face at the um, rehearsal there. Of the wedding yeah, rehearsal? My parents were there, my friends, yeah. Get out of here. So you moved, you quit Saturday Night Live to move to L.A. for a girl. Yes, and, and, uh, and it's the wrong decision. And, and I, I've always regretted it. I would love to have gone back and, and been a part of it, but uh, she wouldn't move and, you know, this and that. Wow. So when you guys ended, when you guys got a divorce, did you try to go back to Saturday Night Live or what happened? Well, I've, I've hosted yeah, uh, do you get stopped all the time by people saying like taglines from your movies all the time? No, only Patrick. Only Patrick? Is he the only one? Not me or anybody else? Because I think... <laughs> no, I, I mean, do. But what do you get recognized for the most of all the things that you've done? Well, there are five movies. I made about 50 or more than that. But they're really five of the top ones. They're... Get the seven. This is murder stuff. I never could swallow the poetry. Why was that? I can't hear you I, at all. In the face. <laughs> so. I <laughs> oh, know. Can you repeat like that? A vacation. Yeah. Uh, Christmas vacation. Oh. Caddyshack. Seems like old times. Uh, what with Danny? Uh, Spies like us. 
Fletch. These are the top of my movies. Yeah, they and th- that's each. By the way, and I'll say this: they were funny movies. They're not funny. It's like an under. They, they by the way, they are classic, and they're they they they're evergreen. They never go old. Like there's nothing. They're funny today, just how they were like 25 years ago. They don't get old. I mean, even Funny Farm, totally underrated. Yeah, Funny Farm. Funny Farm was great. But, I mean, Vacation, all of them, the European... When, look, kids, the big band. Do you know, like, that yeah. that line? But I made that up at the time. That, so much of what I did was improv. I was, that, that was what I wanted I to talk to you about. can't get left, basically. We were in that car <laughs> shooting, and there were so many other cars, I really couldn't. So I can't get left. <laughs> you know. I can't get left. Oh, my God, that line. Look, look kids, big band, parliament. <laughs> By the time we had seen it four times or whatever, I'm going, big band... <laughs> <laughs> that line. Yeah. So many of these things. Like, did you? So you actually did improv a lot of the stuff that we see in all of them, or just Vacation, or all the all, movies. All my movies uh, were a lot of improv. Fletch was totally improv. Really. I know. Can you talk about that? How did you improv the whole movie? Well, I mean, we knew that you've got to have the plot and premise. But Michael Ritchie, who directed Fletch, I believe it was Michael, or maybe it wasn't. I thought it was. Anyway, he had directed me before, and he knew me. Uh, just, I'm trying to think of how it came about, but certainly, I think it was Universal, wanted a picture from me. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's hot at the time, uh, just like you were. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so flattered. And I'm so, not finished. Oh, so go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> 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 if you want to flatter me more, I'm more than willing to listen, actually. No, go ahead. No, no, please, go ahead. You could No, no. <laughs> no, 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 you. You were saying the, improvis- like the improvisation. You said that is a premise, there's a plot, then how much of it then well, is, uh, how does it work? Give, give me like a rundown of what would happen. When? When you, for, to improv these movies, like what would you do? What would be the, like Larry David, they say on Curb Your Enthusiasm, most of it's improv as well. Yeah. And that they give them, there's a plot and people who come on. Yeah. They don't have a script. Yeah, right. Do, so does every He's lying. He's lying? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, so in your, is that true? I'm not lying. Tell. He is. Really? So they don't have a, they do have a script? Absolutely. I thought they all are given like an idea. What do you mean? For what? For? For Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, that? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. Probably he's right. Oh, he's probably right. Okay. I, I bet he is a liar though. I want Larry to hear that. He could be. This might sound like a weird segue, but have you ever bailed on a party because you're so bloated you had to wear sweatpants out? Hey, no shame. Ritual literally created Symbiotic Plus with that weird gut stuff in mind. It contains clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Daily three-in-one prebiotic and probiotic and postbiotic with two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gas, and even diarrhea. And then why include a postbiotic? Because it provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining and supports a really healthy gut barrier. So it's really a win-win. 
Once you understand how all three of these pieces work together, you'll know that having them all in one pill is pretty major. And that's why I absolutely love Ritual. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. There is no shame in your gut game. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during your first month. So go visit ritual.com slash habits to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. Are you friends with Larry David also? No, I, 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 I don't. I mean, we just know, know each other. Know each well. other. But I think he's great. Yeah, he's good. But you're funnier. So then, basically then, how would it work? Like, how would a movie like that be improv? Like, would, what, would be, what would happen? You would, they would give you, who would write them? Who would give the plot? Like, what would be the, how would it work? I can't remember who wrote it. A couple of people. But they'd only write the plot. Here's what would happen yes. when I'd get a script. I'd rewrite the whole thing. I mean, I'd read it and put in dialogue that I thought was better, et cetera, et cetera. So that I felt a part of the production. And, um... You know, that was perfectly acceptable to them, to people. Um, I was considered a good writer, and I write funniest for myself. So, you know, because I know what I can do and what I can't do. So there's an attitude with Fletch. It's sort of like, I don't give a sh kind of attitude, you know, basically. Otherwise, why am I up on the, on the fire escape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with my lawyer. Uh, <laughs> and then why am I <laughs> hitting him? In the, oh, he fouls him, you know. All that stuff is just improvised at the time. I just put a, bas- put a basketball hoop in there and I'll, I'll use it somehow, even though it's only five feet away. Right, right, right. Yeah. And anyway, so the idea of physicality and improv, and in my opinion, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again, all humor is physical, ultimately. It's what you imagine it to be if somebody's telling you a story. That's a physical, three-dimensional thing in your mind. And all humor is uh, basically attitude and physicality. So I'm good at it. And I love it when my attitude is I don't give a shit. That's funny. Of course, I do. I have incredible family and my wife. And really, the best thing in my life is, is my home life. And it's been that way for years, many years. So it, it's not that hurtful to me that nobody's putting me on the air. I'm happy. But it's also probably just time, and you're maybe older now. You I know? am older, yeah, right. of course. But Well thought of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I guess my thing I was going to say to you is that you picked roles very well. I mean, Fletch was an amazing role, Caddyshack. I mean, these are all every char- the, the characters in them. Thank Clark you. Griswold. Did, was there like a method behind the madness, or was it luck? Was it your agent? Was it you? Like, how did those all those roles come to be? Did you well, create uh, let's them? Let's say a vacation was Harold Ramis. Okay, I think uh, was the first director of that, and he directed me a couple of times. And Harold was very funny himself. Harold sounded like this: action and cut. He once did. He hadn't been. He was not a director a long time. He actually did this once. And cut, I mean action. <laughs> it was hilarious. It is anyway, funny. Uh, so, but Harold had a great eye for what's funny. And, you know, he was an actor. He was in uh, Ghostbusters and films of that nature. Oh, right. Okay. Right. That's Harold Ramis. 
I'm sorry. So what was the question? Oh, my question was your roles, like every the 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 characters, like the Clark Griswold, the yeah. Fletch, the Caddyshack, all those were perfect for you. Did you pick them? How did they come? Like did, did like you picked they very came well? To me, uh, they, I may have had ten scripts, and out of those two, I liked or something. You know, right? That's the way it is. And because it's a lot, and I of- I realized what I can do with it. That kind of thing. Like this Clark Griswold character. I could tell right away what he had to be like, you know, naive and optimistic and just a fool, basically. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right, you know. And um, so... That, but did you change that, it that a lot? That came to me easily. Hmm? Did it, like, so when they first presented Clark Griswold to you, did it look like how it looked there or did you change the role to fit your personality well, to first, make it what it was? we shot it once with a different ending. What was the ending? The ending was that... Uh, what was his name? Uh, John Candy? Oh, no. Not no. John, oh, no. no. Oh, the guy who owned the park. Uh, Eddie, the, Eddie Brack. Yeah, the guy who played like Walt Disney guy. Eddie guy. Brack, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We had the ending that you've seen is different because we all went around and got on the, the rides. We yeah. didn't do that in the first one. The first ending was just us on his porch <laughs> trying to perform. Really? Yeah. So it really wasn't the right ending. And uh, I, I realized, uh, and they changed. You, you, they we changed gotta, you, you've gotta, we gotta use those rides. I mean, we paid for uh, the, what is that place? Uh, a fortune for the amusement park hmm? for Disneyland or whatever it was. No, Wall- it Wally the, World or whatever. Yeah, Wally World, but uh, yeah, but it was here in L.A. Six Flags was it at Six Flags? It might have been. Yeah. Did you do that at Six Flags? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, what have there been any roles that you? By didn't, the way, yeah. I have a great story. Okay. That um, Eddie Bracken was uh, famous in the 30s and 40s. Uh, he was a uh, very funny, great actor, and perfect for that role. And I said, you know, Eddie, um, we've shot us on a roller coaster for the ending, uh, or for part of the ending, and it really is, it, we want to do it with you and me, and, the, and, uh, and I just don't want you to be nervous or frightened or anything. It's perfectly nice and fun. Oh, no, I'm sure. We get on the fucking, <laughs> for my expression, but we get on the roller coaster, and in the shot, you can see it as we're coming down. It's a wide shot of me and Eddie in the front seat. And I, if you could read his lips, it would work. He says, this is what he says after we get to the top, and then we start down, and he goes, oh, fuck! <laughs> and you can see it's just, he's so frightened, and I, I got my arm <laughs> Wonderful. That's anyway. funny. But we can't, yeah, we didn't see that. Well, you couldn't see that anyway. When, no, it's a wide yeah, shot. Yeah, it's a wide shot. Is there any other stories like that that you remember that you can share with us? Like, things that we would not, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that we wouldn't know? Not about Eddie, about anything, like, that's funny, the, the like, things. The pool in the pond was, was obvious. The pool in the pond. Oh, me and uh, Oh, Billy Chrissy Brinkley? Oh, Oh, Caddyshack is yeah, talking about. Caddyshack. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was sort of an improv. The first time we shot it, Billy had centerfolds of Hustler magazine all over the wall. Of, you know, women, just, just the worst stuff. It was great for the character, yeah, but yeah, nobody yeah. at home would see that in yeah. the movie. I mean, it would be just hideous. <laughs> so Harold made him just one, please. He just stacked them all up, Billy, and put it on the wall with nails through it. And I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't particularly revealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, 
So that was a great character choice. So he said, uh, you have a pool, don't you? You know, remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, we have a pool. I have a pool and a pond. Pond would be good for you. <laughs> and that's where he starts, to, that's where he cracks. And you can see him crack. Yeah. I love it. You can see that. Like, so, yeah, we was... tried to make each other crack, but I never did. You never cracked ever? No. I don't know why. It's just that I was so used to really funny stuff for a long time. Ken Shapiro and all, you know, and uh, cracking was a no-no. <laughs> My God. Is there, well, who's your favorite character? Of all the characters you played, what was your favorite? That's tough. I mean, I loved the Clark Griswold character. Flesh was easy for me. I loved that because mm-hmm. that was just sort of me. <laughs> uh, really. Yeah. Um, but, and in between those, uh, I think the Christmas Vacation film was, was very good. Uh, it's the same character. Though. Yeah, it's, it is Clark. It's a Clark. It's Clark. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's Clark as well. And, uh, That's my favorite. Uh, Funny Farm. What was my name in that? Andy Farmer. Andy Farmer. And Funny Farmer. Very that, funny. that was directed by George Roy Hill, who had directed The Sting. He was a great director and a, a great man. He's long since passed, but in this time I mean it. Yeah, I know. This time I can tell you mean it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it looks like Michael Ritchie. He sort of, he sort of said, Chevy, here's the script. This is, we're going to go to buy the script. Do what you want to do, basically. So that we'd have things like... I insisted that the phone in, in this new house that we bought was just on the floor. that Because that, I'd then have to get down to the floor and try to make calls. And, you know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it was yeah, all and, of, all and of the funny. snake. We had a snake that uh, scared her. And, and it, we just shot the snake. And then the next shot of him was he was going in the door, which was open because I was outside. Did you improv that one too? Oh, well, uh, improv. Like all, did you improv in Funny Farm as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, oh really? Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah but, but the snake. That the was, no, that no, was I know real. that was real. I know, but yeah. I'm saying like in general. But the joke was, I mean, the greatness of, of George Roy Hill was, you see the tail of the snake go in, count to three. Ah! You know the scream. Yeah, I remember. Well, you never never had to be inside seeing that. All you knew was what took what was place. happening. So it's in your head this physical physicality of it. It's amazing. I, so of all the characters, you would say Clark would be your... If you had to name one, though, you would say Clark Griswold. I would. Well, you said that if all the characters that... Which well, one I you said per- Fletch and Clark and, Griswold. But Fletch was very much, you said, like your personality already. Yeah. Caddyshack was, too. The whole thing in Caddyshack of being visited by... The, what's her name? Cindy Morgan. And I have in, in my room, in my apartment, what do you call it? Surfboard. And then, and, and then killer, you know, the, the sword. Yeah, 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 I remember. The, what do you call it? Uh, the, the, you know, to kill fish. Yeah, 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 I, I know. What? A spear gun. A spear gun, spear yes. Spear yes. yeah. What's that for? Well, oh, i doing a little spear fishing. Oh, really? <laughs> fish? And I say something like, uh, and then I just came up with, what do you call it? Not sharks, but instead of sharks. A whale? No, no, no. Things you want in, there, in the ocean. The, the big, uh, heavy... In the ocean, not a shark. Not in the ocean. In the what does he say? Do you know? Begins with a P. Porpoise? Porpoises. Porpoise. Yes. So oh. she says, uh, "Oh, really? Oh, never uh, said sharks?" That. I said, "No, porpoise." <laughs> it's, it's the worst thing you could ever say in a movie, and and he gets away with it somehow. This but, character. But, but also, it's the wording. Like, what is it about it though? Like, is it like, is it timing? Is it like the tonation of how you say something? The di- like. 
What is that quality that makes it just so funny? Listen, I'm not the guy to ask. I, I, know, I, asking, I just know I mean, in my head that it's funny. It's funny. It's, it's timing. It's uh, attitude. Delivery. It's, it's understanding the ridiculousness of the of the line. It's uh, the quickness. It is what it is. It's like the it's, yeah. the, it's the quickness of it yes, is what it yeah, is. That's right. So when we shot that scene, let's say, uh, it was like our second take or something, you know. I did a lot of first take stuff. That's amazing. I mean, are, are there any roles or any movies that you regret that you didn't take, that like characters that you think back to, you're like, oh, I should have done this, I should... You know, I can't remember the first 50. <laughs> I know, well... <laughs> I mean, I just... Uh, the, uh, you got offered Forrest Gump. I was going to oh, ask right. about Forrest yeah, Gump. Yeah. And you turned down Forrest they Gump. They wrote it for me. Did you know that? No, they yeah. wrote it for you. Yeah. And you turned it down? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I thought Tom Hanks would be perfect for that, by the way. And he did it. it before, they, before they even... Yeah, I, I thought he'd be good. Because I'm, I'm trying to think, for this character, I'm a little too Christian, you know, white, mm -hmm. uh, Anglo-Saxon, what is it? Uh, wasp. Yeah, waspy, yeah. I'm a little too waspy and too big, too tall. It should be somebody uh, slight, slighter, that has to, has to achieve all these things to make us life yeah. important. Uh, not somebody like me who and actually was an athlete and right. pretty Six good. Right, 6'4", or whatever, how tall yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. That's so, wait, I got to sneeze again, oh, sorry. Oh, God help you. <laughs> you got some, uh, just a, a booger, just one booger, just one booger. <laughs> would, would, can I use your, no, 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 it's okay. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. So did you actually think, did you recommend Tom Hanks, or did they just pick Tom Hanks even and even? Oh, no, no, I didn't. I you didn't. didn't recommend Tom Hanks. No, no, I thought he was right. But he'd be right. Yeah. Because <coughs> yeah. now you can't imagine anyone else doing that role, right? Like, that's no, so crazy. No, Tom. Just Tom. So it was great. Been, there's no other roles that you were like, oh, damn, I should have, like, or did well, they offer I, I you? I should have done it in, in retrospect. Because, huh? Animal House wasn't offered to him. Oh, yeah, Animal House. Uh, I was offered that. Yeah, Animal House, yeah. <clears throat> Instead, what's his name? Took the part I had. Oh, uh, right. What? Who was the actor? It was Tim Matheson. Oh, Tim Matheson. Tim Matheson. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So Tim played me uh, in the part I was supposed to play in Animal House. I would have played it differently, obviously. But yeah. I don't know why I didn't do it. Maybe I wasn't asked. Yeah, maybe. No, you did a different no. role. You, you did a different role. Is there another, is there any, any role that you would have liked to do that you didn't? Lawrence of Arabia, I think, really. <laughs> but I was too young. A little. How about John Candy? Do you remember John Candy? Like, no. do you? you guys... <laughs> funny if I didn't. Yeah, no, no. No, no who, who's that? You know, of course he's not really I funny. Know. Were you guys really close friends? Yeah, we were very good friends, yes. Close? Well, if it's John, you're close. So there you are. Yeah. He was a big, fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> loved him. He was so funny. I remember arriving at John's house up off uh, Sunset Boulevard in Brentwood area. Going there, uh, we were going to write something, I don't know what, but he had a little place like this up above his house. He had to walk up to it, but I had to go through his house. And as I'm going through, it's like one in the afternoon, I can see the oven being opened by a cook, and there's two huge turkeys. <laughs> it was just... A testament to how well this guy could eat. What? I mean, two turkeys for two. him? <laughs> well, I don't. I didn't see anybody else around, but wow. No, I'm sure his wife and kids or whatever. But, but they made still. two. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, one. To me, the first thing that comes to my mind is, <laughs> you know, some idiotic thing like that. 
So John, here's how funny John was. Okay. He had a migraine, really bad headache once, and uh, one day, and everybody was saying, John, here, try this, if I have cold clothes, you know, all that stuff. After about three of those, uh, somebody said, um, maybe if you drink, uh, John, but it's gone. And he, he was lying, it wasn't gone. He just didn't want to hear any more <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> That's funny. It is funny. Who else were you close friends with back then? <clears throat> well, Belouche, who was just a, a thief and <laughs> never do well. But John and Belushi and I became friends. And uh, who else? Uh, Danny. Yeah. I, I still love Danny. He's still the same, but he's up in Canada. Yeah. Where is he? In Toronto or Vancouver? It was over, uh, yeah, in that area, Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Yeah. Do you have any other stories that you can remember that you could talk about, like with John Belushi or Dan Aykroyd that are... Well, John Belushi uh, was a drug addict, as you know. As I know, yeah. But at that time, in the... Uh, what year was it? 70s. Coke was a huge drug. Everybody took cocaine. It was expensive, but... We were actors who were making good money, and we all yeah. took it. I had a little vial, which was very typical at the time, literally that big, with a little tiny spoon connected yeah. to it, you know, and inside was Coke. <clears throat> and I was playing the piano alone on the stage of Lemmings, where we were doing a live show, and um, which was my first live show, by the way. Oh. So Chris Guest, John Bellucci, me, Alice Platon, Gary Goodrow... Good cast. Christopher Guest is amazing, too. Chris, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Chris and I are very close friends. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. We first came out here in 72, the two of us, and, and got a house together. Really? Yeah. Lived up on, I can't remember the name of the road, but... Mulholland? Right. Huh? Mulholland? Mulholland and, and up, up high in the mountain. Did you ever do a movie with him, though? You never did, like, wait, I remember Waiting for Guffman and all those movies, like no. Best in Show and No, so and he's good. not going to ask me to do that because, first of all, he's competitive, you know, just like all of us, but I'd love to do a movie with Chris, but if he's not asking, I'm not answering. I'm not going to ask. I've, I've had enough trouble asking Lauren if I can. <laughs> yeah, be on, be a host yeah, on the yeah. show, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, before I die, could I please host? Yeah. It's going to end up like that. Well, I'm, maybe, maybe. I'm headed for the, the hospital. Can I coast? Really? I don't, I'm, but Christopher Guest, though, maybe, is he still making movies? He is, isn't I he? I think so. But if you're, maybe you guys can collaborate and do one together. Like, that would be nice. I'd love that. But, that would be great. Uh, yeah. Fun fact, did you know our brains thrive on ketones? Ketones can cross the blood-brain barrier and act as fuel for the brain, helping you achieve and sustain peak mental clarity. And guess what? You don't need to be in ketosis to take advantage of ketones. That's why I turn to Ketone IQ by HVMN wherever I need my brain to be as functioning at its highest capacity. For days, when I have back-to-back podcast recordings and I need my brain to be super sharp, Ketone IQ helps without fail. Just one shot is all you need to enter into that flow state of energy. And bonus benefit, ketone suppresses your appetite. So I'll drink a Ketone IQ shot first thing in the morning before I hit the gym, and I even have incredible energy without any crashes. And I'm able to crush a workout before breakfast. So I'm 
totally sold. It's been a lifesaver for trying to balance my career, my kids, my workouts, and everything else in between. So if you want to try it out for yourself, you can save 30% off your first subscription order of Ketone IQ at hvmn.com slash Jen. Again, visit hvmn.com slash Jen and subscribe upon checkout for 30% off. Woohoo! I want to take a quick break from this episode to thank our sponsor, OneSkin. If you're tired of spending countless dollars on skincare that doesn't end up delivering the anti-aging results you want, I'm totally with you. And this is because too many companies market their skincare as anti-aging without any evidence or studies to prove it. But this is why I like OneSkin, because all their products are formulated with OSO1. It's the first ingredient scientifically proven to reverse skin's biological age at the molecular level. In fact, in a 12-week clinical study performed by a third party, one skin's OSO1 face was clinically validated to strengthen the skin barrier and improve skin health biomarkers, leading to diminished visible lines of aging. It does so by switching off Sensent cells associated with aging. I've seen dramatic improvement in my skin and the signs of aging have practically diminished. Well, not completely, but you know what I mean, by using one skin. It honestly, the results have actually been pretty remarkable. So if you want to buy skincare that actually works and provides you with the anti-aging benefits you're looking for, you should try one skin for yourself. I promise you will not be disappointed. Try it for yourself now by heading over to oneskin.co and use code HUSTLE15 for 15% off your entire order. Okay, I want to hear the John Belushi story. Oh, yeah, so there I am alone on the piano and the little uh, coke vial. Yeah. He's on the piano, just sitting there on the, on the, above the keyboard. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, but it was there. And I'm playing. Uh, I, never, I remember John coming in and then leaving. When I'm finished, I look up, it's gone. The little vial of Coke. Yeah. I say, John, John, come here. What? Did you take my Coke? No. Why would I? What? No. You sure? It was right here on the piano. Didn't see it. About a week later, I'm at John's house with his wife, Judy, for dinner or something. And uh, I'm sort of checking out the apartment, (laughs) and there's a bookcase of books. And right in front of the books is my vial, empty, just sitting there. No way. Almost as if it had been washed, and the little spoon. And I'm thinking, (laughs) I can't remember if I pointed it out to you. I did, I did. You know, he'd still say, I have no idea. <laughs> Something like that. That's crazy. Well, we were, we were pretty funny guys, and uh, regardless of there being coke or not. Yeah, but. of course. It was also part of the culture. It was at that yeah. time, yeah. yeah. It was part of the culture. So you guys were actually like friend-friend, like hang out all the time friends. No, no, not hang out all the time. I mean, I have a couple of great pictures of me and John where somebody's taking a picture of me just sort of leaning back against the eighth floor elevator and John behind me like this. <laughs> and I have another one, of another picture. It's me and President Ford 
and uh, my wife at the time, and John in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so pissed that he wasn't the star. The star he yeah. had been the star in Lemmings with Chris Gass and Nina. Right. He was really the star. We brought him in from Chicago. He was very funny. We did uh, the Woods, Woodchuck Festival of Peace, Love, and Death. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so we were doing... Chris did two great impressions of Bob Dylan and uh, James Taylor. Perfect impressions of them. I did uh, basically a song about what, what uh, oh, that guy, <laughs> huge star, would sing about, oh, Colorado, that guy. About who? Who, who was it? About Colorado and how beautiful it was there. Oh, Colorado's calling me. Uh, oh, so, uh, Willie Nelson? No, 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 no before that. Oh, I don't remember. At the time. Uh, what? Who was I thinking of? God, yeah, John good. Denver. <laughs> John Denver. Thank God for you here. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so who, by the way, like with your life. Goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. Your, <laughs> oh. your life has been so expansive in terms of like, I'm sure you've had like crazy experiences just being who you are, being like a comedy legend. Yeah. Do you, what are some of the stuff, like, can you talk about some of the, I don't know, things that happen to you because of who you are that are just so elaborate and cool? Like what some of the coolest things that you kind of got yourself, like got involved with because I of- don't know. I don't know. Well, Bill Clinton and I became friends when he was running for president. Oh, okay. Uh, in fact, Janie and I went to the inauguration. Okay. And I performed, I can't remember what, but I had left the auditorium the place had cleared out. Everybody was gone. The show had been over. And I come back in, and there's Janie at the same table, and Bill with his arm around her talking to her. <laughs> so I come out. Take your filthy hands off my wife. Mm-hmm. And by, you know, his reaction to that is, hi, Chevy, hey, babe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't even phase him. No, not at all. Not He's at probably all. heard that a hundred times. That day. <laughs> That day, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Anyway, yeah, but uh, yeah, I didn't really know him. That's that was my introduction to Bill. Oh, that was. Yeah. Oh, that was your first time. Yeah. Oh, really? Hi, Chevy. It's nice to see you. Are you guys still friends now? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I don't see him a lot, but because uh, they're Hillary, you know, I have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, who do you think is really funny today? Like in today's time, like who do you think is who has the chops? Nobody. No, not one person. I do. Besides you. I can't think of anybody. Like, how about... Pat, who? Well, Ryan Reynolds, they say... Uh, well, what? Ryan Reynolds oh, I love Ryan He's not he, funny. He based his comedy routine on you. Like, his... Oh, that's true. His he's delivery, a, for nice sure. Nice kid, yeah. A hundred... And he's hilarious. His timing uh, yeah, he's is hilarious. great. Yeah, His timing is amazing, too. Absolutely, yeah. He said he based it 100% on Chevy Chase. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I, I love him. He's, I have no idea. Really? He's amazing. I don't know if I've even seen him. Ryan Reynolds, he plays Deadpool. I didn't see that. Okay. He plays a lot. He played like a bunch of... He's, he's great. I've heard. Yeah, he's very good. And so who else? Patrick. Janie and I were eating once, and the, he was over a few tables away with his wife or whoever. His wife, yeah, probably. Eating. This was a long time ago. Oh, maybe not his wife. <clears throat> I don't know. I was with my wife. But um, she got up and went over to him. Uh, tell him something nice like, you know, you remind me of Chevy or something like that. And um, she came back and said, he totally counts you as, as the thing that made him him or something, something like that. Wow, yeah. And he copies me and that he had said that. 
which is really nice. That's a really I just flattering. met Jerry Seinfeld, a, a, what, a year ago, was it? Yeah. And um, he even said, uh, we just met in, at a place where I was doing something. Anyway, but uh, he said that, you know, when I was younger, you were the man, yeah, that's, that stuff, and I tried to copy you. So uh, there are people who I consider funny. I think Jerry's funny. Yeah. His, his, his deliveries are great. His face is great. Uh, who uh, who claimed that I was a progenitor of, of some kind of humor. Oh, for sure. I'm sure there's more than just them two. I'm sure there's lots of people. But you never did stand-up, though, right? No. Yeah, that was never your thing. Did you try and just not like it? or you No, I can do it. In fact, my daughter works at the comedy store here in L.A. as the pianist for oh. the comics. And uh, I went up there once or twice just briefly. I, of course, they have a different reaction to me because I'm famous and uh, they've right. seen my movies or whatever. So it's a big deal for them. And for me, it's like, what do I say? Exactly. <laughs> you don't know, know, I don't have an act. Yeah. But still, uh, I've seen a lot of these stand-ups. And I've always felt in seeing stand-ups, not that it's right, but it always seemed a little desperate to me. A little, I, I need to be seen. I need to go further. I, I need to be a big start kind of feeling mentality. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. I think I have the same thing. But in my mind's eye, it's, it's, there's a desperation. Right. In stand-up in general. Like people who are yeah, stand-up yeah, comics yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, but it's, it's not my style. Right. So that's why you always chose to do more of the improv yeah. and comic writing and stuff like that. Yeah. Would you ever... Like, has anyone ever approached you to take do a remake of, let's say, Caddyshack or even Vacation? Like, Vacation's been remade a million times. Oh, not a million, like a few times for sure. Well, no, you're paying a Christmas. Yeah, it's been remade. Like Las a Vegas time. Vacation. Las Vegas Vacation. That was the end of it, Vegas Vacation. That was the end, exactly. <coughs> it wasn't very good. But has anyone come to you and say, like, let's remake this again and see with you? No, no. No, they don't like me. Of course they like you. No, they don't. Why would you say that? Because they don't come to me. Well, maybe they don't think you're interested. Maybe you can make them think I'm interested. Maybe I can. I don't know. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm still, to me, I'm young and uh, I can do all the physical stuff I ever did. So you would still want to do those types of things? Yeah. I love it. Oh, God. That's great. Okay. Of course I would, yeah. But I also, like I said, I love my life, my family. And uh, where I live, I, Patrick, you can account for that. It's just... Uh, Pat's the same way. Patrick's is uh, this guy over here who pays, pays me money. No, I pay him. That's what I forgot. You pay him. But, I mean, no, really, uh, you're, he, he's the same way. It's your family, your children. What more do you really want in life? Yeah. I, I still want to perform. And I feel as if the time has gone by at least two or three years uh, now where I've done nothing really for the public and that I'm forgotten. It's a terrible feeling inside yeah. that I've been sort of forgotten. And it's like a one time, what do you call it or whatever. I hate it. And uh, I can't really understand why Princess Lauren wouldn't have me host again. Or I don't know what's going on there. Well, you haven't been forgotten. And I'll tell you, I mean, people love you. I mean, when I told people you were coming on this podcast, they were so excited, number one. And I think it's just getting the right gigs. You know, like I know that Darren tells me you do all these great things. You did a commercial for some, I don't remember what it's, Raising Canes that was amazing. 
and you're doing all these like Q and A's. I was like, aren't you, aren't you doing all these Q and A's? And people are like just ecstatic. To oh, have oh yeah, you. yeah. Th th those aren't filmed. They no, aren't no, no. Those aren't video, filmed. But I think they should be, Pat. I think. Uh, Somehow I see you sitting there with a camera, but that's okay. You don't have to. It's I, I, I can imagine though it must be difficult when you've had such a like a star, right? Like such a, a light being shine on you and all these opportunities, and then like things start to change. As, yeah. You know, like how do you how do you deal with that type of thing? You know, I've sort of dealt with it just talking to you. In other words, I could tell you this is how I feel, but in, in fact, it doesn't. Uh, it's not the purveyor of everything I. I don't really think about it much. When I do, I'm pissed. Sometimes <laughs> I go to bed at, uh, at night, and before I go to sleep, I'm angry about uh, Saturday Night Live or something. So, you know, you do have those feelings at the end of the day. How did the day go? And the... So I feel it, but... Buddy, you got the big documentary coming out on you. You see? See, I, oh, you I, do? I tend to forget things like that. You're doing a do they have a documentary coming out on you? A massive documentary story. Remember the documentary on um, the biker? Oh, yeah. So Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Lance Armstrong? Same people did, a, did one on me. Oh, so 30 for 30? No. Is it, it going to be on Netflix or where would it be? Well, where is it going to be? It hasn't been sold yet. No, oh, they just... been signed. Oh. I don't know where it's going to be yet. Thank you. Give me a day in the life of Chevy Chase today. Give me the day. This is called Habits and Hustle. I want to know what your habits are, what, like what you do every day. <laughs> sleep? You sleep all day? <laughs> any mail for me? Yeah. Nope. My favorite thing. Uh, any mail for me. <laughs> well, okay. Typically, I sleep late. What time? Today it was noon. You slept till noon. <laughs> I know, but that's really an aberration. Oh, okay. I, I don't so know normal why. I did, but you know, you get into a dream thing and, and Janie just closes the door for me so that I don't hear this or that or the other. That's loud, because where we are, these little dogs come out around seven. You know, from some house oh, right yeah. next to us. And it's a small, we don't have much of an area. It's a house we got a long time ago. But anyway, um, so I get up, I have cereal. What kind of cereal do you like? I like Jet Picks. What do you mean? Yeah, what kind of that cereal? Was, that was a good one. Jet Picks. I never heard of it. <laughs> I know. I just made it up. Oh, okay. I like... Uh, Cornflakes, fruit? Yeah, basically. Cornflakes? Yeah, but a lot of fruit. Oh. Yeah, so I cut up the strawberries and put a lot of fruit in there. In the cornflakes? Well, not in the cornflake. Oh, beside the cornflakes. In the bowl. Oh, in the bowl, okay. But I put the cornflakes on it. Oh, so the cornflakes go on top of the fruit. In, in your opinion, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like it. So the corn. Anyway, and then milk. Okay, then milk. And then okay. a, a stevia. Oh, to on the cornflakes. Okay. Yeah. Well, the fruit doesn't. No, just on the table next to the cornflakes. <laughs> yeah. So the stevia, because it's not sweet enough just with the. No. Fruit. Okay. No, no, I need sweet. You need sweet. Okay. Yep. And then, do you drink coffee? Are you a coffee drinker? Aren't we all? I am, but. Some are not. So you have your breakfast, and then what, what do you do next? Then um, I have a place that I sit with my animals around me and a big TV in front like, like you have here and um, books that I love. Oh, okay. And I read a lot. You do? Yeah. Yeah, mostly fiction. Charles M. Russell would be a good example of a writer or John Grisham or somebody like that, David Baldacci. And I watch TV. I think that there's a... There's a thing about TV that people say, well, he watches too much TV. There is no too much. 
TV is remarkable. It's an eye into even the behavior of an actor and as an actor on a soap opera or something. Mm-hmm. Why? Why that choice? Who's directing that? I, I don't even watch soap operas, but uh, I know you pass through one and you see this. Uh, I don't know if I can tell her, honey. You know, that kind of shit. And uh, that's exciting. And there are women all over the world like this. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's 100% taken true. by it. Yeah. But in any case, uh, so I'm not here to uh, just put down um, soap operas. Soap operas. <laughs> but uh, I watch TV. I like the news a lot. And there are many different stations for that. There's story television, too, which has great stuff. I like the, uh, I like murder stuff. Okay. Do you work out? Do you exercise a lot? No. Do you want to start? Okay. Okay. No, I'm saying, is it something that interests <laughs> like for your day? Yes, I do. Out? Every day, okay. I have a physical therapist. Oh. And <clears throat> so I do work out. Oh, good. So you work out every day? Every day, five days a week. Sometimes six. Nice. Yeah. yeah. For about an hour and a half. With a physical therapist? What kind of stuff are you doing? F***ing her. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. I'm sorry. That was a mistake. No, no, no. What, that's okay. <coughs> it's not even It was a good her. timing, at least. Okay, what, else, what would you say you do with her? I mean, with the physical oh, therapist. Oh, my golly, honey. <laughs> no, uh, like, no, do you have uh, an injury that she's helping you with? or? No, no. Uh, or is it like a personal trainer? It's not trainer? a her, first of all. Oh, there is one. Okay. Uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's a guy, Neil. Uh-huh. Uh, he, these are really good practitioners of uh, physical therapy. And a lot of walking, hills, and stuff like that. Some work out with the weights. And oh, weights, yeah. Shit like that. I don't like any of it, but uh, I do like it, kind of. You have to kind of do it, right? Uh, yeah. Do you have any other hobbies? Tennis. Oh, tennis? Okay. Oh, yeah. I How play about pickleball? Still have play tennis? That? No, I haven't. I don't like the name of it. I don't like the look of the court. I don't like the fairies who play it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. Oh! Oh! Bam! Got him! You know, what? Do so you like tennis, though? Yeah. Okay. P- pickleball to t- is to tennis like... Uh, Monopoly is to politics. Something bad like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I got what you're saying. No, no, no. How about um, chess? Chess? Chess. We play a lot of chess. Oh, you do? You play a lot of chess? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything other than other habits, any other hobbies you have? I play the piano. On the piano. Do you still play every day to oh, practice yeah, yeah, to yeah. keep it up? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And so what else are you working on, you know, to end, like, to end this whole thing? Like, is there anything besides a documentary? You know, we're finished? Well, we can keep on going. No, I, just want, I, I, I want it to be, like, No, polite. you're sickening me. I, yeah, sickening you? Already? It's only, it, that, that didn't take long. Is there, is there anything else you want to talk about that you are working on that? Well, I write every day a little bit. Scenes I write. Oh, good. For a script, supposedly. I've never gone anywhere with it. I mean, I haven't finished one. Okay. And a book, too, I write prose. But the same thing. I, I just sort of let it go. Like, why would I write this unless it meant a great deal to me or unless I felt an audience had to, had to find another part of me or whatever that crap is. I just sort of, I'm lazy. I like, like I was in school. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I have one question. Then I'm going to wrap you. You can go. Where did you get the nickname Chevy? Like, where did that come from? Uh, my grandma. Oh. It's an interesting story. <laughs> I would love to hear. I it. can't discuss it though. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> no, my my mother had a stepfather named Cornelius Crane, and uh, she named me Cornelius Crane Chase. And I think partly because he was so wealthy uh, that she hoped uh, when he died he'd leave the, uh, stuff like that, money. She was a money grubber. And uh, she, and also real pissed because he only left her like 500 grand. This guy was a multi-millionaire. Yeah. So he was a little selfish. And anyway, I don't know where the rest... Oh, he had a, a wife, a new wife, and left everything to her. She was a Japanese woman who probably owns Japan now. <laughs> In any case, um, so she named me that, and my grandma, on my father's side, who lived in Woodstock, where I did most of my growing up, named me Chevy. She couldn't stand. Now, obviously, I never asked her, but there was a city called Chevy Chase. Where else would she get it? But I can't imagine her doing that. It's, it's sort of, but where else would you get Chevy? Yeah, did you ever ask? No, like I said, I never really asked her. Wow, so you never found out? No. No, but I, it's a pretty easy guess, I think. Yeah. It's just that those things never were a part of her life or my grandfather's. Uh, uh, they were, he was an artist. They were Woodstockers in a small house. And, um, my dad grew up there and their, their son. And, you know, there was no TV or anything like that where she would come up with something like Jerry Chase. I, I don't know how it came about. Probably just knowing the city or. Right. Just she thought it was a nice nickname. Does anyone call you by your real name, like Cornelius, or...? No. Sometimes they'll write something, some company or whatever, to Cornelius Crane Chase. But I... Chevy has been officially my name for many years. Many years. Wow. Well, thank Chevy, Cornelius, I appreciate you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you for coming on. Well, that'll be $40. 40 only? Okay, well... I mean, I got off pretty. I got pretty good then. No, I it think. was very good. I, I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed your questions, and thanks a lot. I actually really enjoyed having you on the podcast, and I, I can't wait to watch the documentary. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I know. Well, whenever it comes out, I'll, uh, hopefully Darren will tell me when it comes out, or I'll know about it. Hopefully, it will come out. If it doesn't, I'll have to do another one. Yeah, you should definitely do one. I think it'd be super interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> By the way, Chevy Chase is on social media, so follow him. And um, what, what is it? Instagram? Is yeah. that one? Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Oh, yeah, Instagram I'm all too. of them. Yeah. Oh, everything. Yeah. I, uh, so you're hip. You're keeping up I'm with so the time. I'm so hip and tune in, won't you? Oh, I love it. You guys do like social media stuff together? Yeah, you guys see TikTok's amazing. I will absolutely, now that I know, thank you for sharing that. This is great. Thanks, Chevy. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. 
I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam, on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.